Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for October 28th. The topic is St. Simon and Jude. Simon was also called the Zealot, perhaps for belonging to the party of the Jewish enthusiasts for the law. He was originally from Cana of Galilee. Judas, also called Thaddeus, meaning the courageous one, is remembered in ecclesiastical tradition as the author of the epistle that bears his name. They reportedly preached the doctrine of Christ in Egypt, Mesopotamia, and Persia, and were both martyred for the faith. Part 1. The Apostles Seek No Personal Glory The Lord had no need for anyone to bear witness concerning Him. Nevertheless, He wanted to choose the Apostles to be His companions during His life and to provide the continuity of His work following His death. In early Christian art, we often find Christ surrounded by the Twelve who formed an inseparable company around Him. These disciples belonged neither to the influential class of Israel nor to the priestly caste of Jerusalem. They were not philosophers, but simple people. It is a constant marvel to see how these men spread a message radically opposed, in its essence, to the common wisdom of their age. Currently, the practice of Christianity still runs contrary to popular thought, and we are confronted with the same challenge. The Gospel frequently alludes to Jesus' suffering because of the disciples' incomprehension. He addresses those he most confides in. St. Jose Maria Escrivá tells us, Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still blinded? Though you have eyes, do you still not see? And though you have ears, do you still not hear? They were not educated, nor were they even very bright, judging from their reaction to the supernatural. When even the most elementary examples and comparisons are beyond their grasp, they turn to the Master and ask, Explain the parable to us. When Jesus uses the metaphor of the leaven of the Pharisees, they think he's reproaching them for not buying bread. So ordinary were the disciples Christ chose that they remain unchanged until the Holy Spirit fills them and they grow into pillars of the church. Nevertheless, they remain the everyday sort of men, complete with defects and shortcomings. Often they are more eager to say than to do. Despite their undeniable weaknesses, Jesus calls them to be fishers of men and co-redeemers. These simple men are to be dispensers of the grace of God. The apostles the Lord chooses are very different from one another. Nonetheless, they share the one faith and the same message. It should therefore not be surprising that little is known about most of them. For each of them, giving testimony to Jesus and passing on the doctrine they received from him, was what was most important, not receiving personal acclaim. In a manner of speaking, 
they would consider themselves the envelope of a letter from God, since their sole mission was to transmit the inheritance they had received. St. Jose Maria Escrivá occasionally used this metaphor to highlight the Christian virtue of humility. Christ's closest followers had only one desire, and that was to be faithful instruments of the Lord. The letter containing the divine message was important to them, not the envelope it came in. Today, as a result, we have precious little information about the two great apostles, Simon and Jude. We know Simon was expressly chosen by the Lord to be one of the twelve. We further know that Jude was the relative of Christ who asked him a question at the Last Supper. Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? We have no clue as to where their bodies are buried, nor do we know precisely the lands they evangelized. They had no concern to have their personal talents stand out, particularly their apostolic victories and the sufferings they endured for the sake of the Master's kingdom. On the contrary, they tried to pass unnoticed and simply be useful to spreading the message of Christ. In this way, they found the deepest meaning of their lives. Despite modest human abilities for the mission Christ entrusted to them, the apostles became the glory of God in the world. We too can rejoice in carrying out God's will by quietly fulfilling the work and mission the Lord has entrusted to us in our life, no matter how modest our tasks may seem. Again from St. Jose Maria, I advise you not to look for praise even when you deserve it. It is better to pass unnoticed and to let the most beautiful and noble aspects of your actions, of our lives, remain hidden. What a great thing it is to become little. Deo omnis gloria. All the glory to God. Then we will be efficacious, since when one works wholly and exclusively for the glory of God, one does everything with naturalness, like someone who is in a hurry and will not be delayed by making a great show of things. In this way, one does not lose the unique and incomparable company of the Lord. Like someone in a hurry, we too have to go from one task to the next without pausing unnecessarily over personal considerations. Part 2. The Faith of the Apostles and Our Faith The Apostles were witnesses of the life and teachings of Jesus. They transmitted what they heard and the deeds they saw with diligent fidelity. They were not bent on spreading their personal theories, nor did they merely propagate human solutions gleaned from their own experience. St. John writes, For we were not following fictitious myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his grandeur. He insists, I write of what was from the beginning, what we have heard with our ears and seen with our eyes. We have looked upon the word of life and touched it with our own hands. Thus we announce it to you. The doctrine of the twelve is the foundation of the Christian faith. 
It is not the free interpretation of each one, nor does it derive from the authority of wise men. St. Luke confirms that all the events he relates are from the ones who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. We know furthermore that in the first Christian community, all persevered in the teaching of the apostles. The voice of the apostles is the clear light of Jesus' teachings. It will resound throughout time until the end of the world. Their heart and lips overflow with veneration and respect for the words of Jesus and his person. Their love leads Peter and John to exclaim in the face of the Sanhedrin's threats, We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. The faith has come down to us over the generations by means of the magisterium of the church, through the continual assistance of the Holy Spirit. Growth in our understanding of these truths continues even today. In a sense, we can compare our ever-deepening penetration of these truths to the development of a seed into a great tree. The church, however, is always the channel through which we receive the teachings of Christ and a participation in His grace. We need to make this doctrine known through catechism and personal apostolate, just as priests do through their preaching. Many centuries separate us from the two apostles we remember in a special way today. Nevertheless, the light and the life of Christ they preached in the world continues to reach us. The Lord's light has not lessened. The first twelve passed the light on to their disciples, as these did to theirs, and so on for centuries, until the deposit of faith reached our own day. This light has faithfully passed through many generations. For us, for the flock that draws near the nourishing sustenance now, God has provided teachers, pastors, and priests. Through them, He works the marvel of our salvation and takes care of us with divine affection. From Him, all the stars of the sky derive their splendor, just as all the seas sing to Him and all the heavens praise Him. Part 3. Love for Jesus in order to follow Him closely. Like the other apostles, Simon and Jude had the good fortune to learn from the lips of the Master the doctrine they would later teach. They shared their joys and sorrows with Him. How envious, in the good sense, we can be of them. The two learned many things in the intimacy of their conversation with the Lord. What you hear whispered, preach it on the housetops. Surely they would absorb every detail of each miracle. Every tear and smile of the Lord would be important, since they would thereafter be witnesses to Him in the world. The Twelve considered intimate union with the Master essential for being an apostle. When they are preparing to complete their number after the defection of Judas, they set forth one indispensable condition. Out of the men who have been in our company since the Lord Jesus moved among us, one must become a witness with us of his resurrection. All these men had accompanied Jesus from the beginning, 
even during the trials of the apostolate. Throughout tiring journeys under the sun and while they were at rest, the Lord calmly teaches them the mysteries of the kingdom. They share in Christ's joy when people respond well to his preaching. They participate in his suffering, too, on encountering the lack of generosity of some who set out to follow the Master. They trusted Jesus as they would a father or a friend. They knew him for his noble bearing, his gentle tone of voice, and even his way of breaking bread. When his profound eyes rested on them and his voice resounded in their ears, they would feel inundated by light and moved by joy. They would blush when he reprimanded them. When he needed to correct them, their faces, worn by years and toil, would fall downward, like those of little children caught in wrongdoing. Time and again, towards the end of his earthly life, they were in awe when he would speak to them of his coming passion. They remained close to him, since they wanted to learn his doctrine, but above all, because they loved him. Today let us ask the holy apostles Simon and Jude to help us know and love the Master more each day, and to follow him as the center of our lives. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.